This is our great podcast. This is called Living in the 60s. I'm Craig Holgramson. And I'm Tom Kirkpatrick. Here's how we live in the 60s. Welcome to Living in the 60s. Hey, I'm Tom, and we've got Craig right across from me here. And, you know, Craig, this is one of our podcasts, is one of our favorite because it has memories and comments from our listeners, and we've got a lot of them. And, you know, we didn't go in any specific order. We're just trying to move from one memory to another from you, our listeners. We appreciate it. That's right. Say, Peggy wrote, I enjoy your podcasts. I know every little thing about TV shows that you guys are talking about. I'm hoping that everyone in our generation gets to hear this. Both of you are great together like Oli and Sven. And by the way, I don't have any Sven and Oli You jokes. betcha! <laughs> <laughs> you betcha! But we hope that, that she can, uh, she says, we hope for all the memories. We look forward to more. And in the meantime, I'll keep chewing my bazooka bubblegum <laughs> and reading the comic that comes with it. All right, Stephen's got a great one about babysitting. I think... We all must have babysat somewhere along the line in the 60s. He shares this one. He says, I was 12. I got a call from a dad who asked me if I could sit with their infant daughter. Yes, sir, he says. To make a long story short, I checked that kid every 20 minutes while I watched the movie King Kong for the first time ever. (laughs) Scary movie. Freaked me out for weeks, he says. I changed the kid's wet diaper 15 minutes before they arrived home. They got home. His wife checked the diaper. (laughs) It's loaded. Needless to say, I never got called to babysit again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pat writes, a memory of wonderful kids on the show in Channel 11 in the Twin Cities and surrounding states. The Captain Ken Show, and later called Grandpa Ken Show. Pat also remembers not having a key to the house, because back then, we didn't need them. No break-ins. Right. How about this one? Gold bond stamps and SNH green stamps. Oh, wow. If you guys remember, back in the day in the 60s, you would uh, get stamps every time you checked out at the grocery store. And you got so many stamps and, and you kept them in a book. Then we'd get the catalog. I always remember looking at the catalog to see what we could get with all these stamps. Not much. But things like dishes and blenders and other neat things. And as luck would have it, uh, one winter over Christmas vacation, I think it was my between my junior and senior year, I actually worked at Gold Bond Stamp in their Redemption Center on Highway 55 is where it was located. Wow. Well, you know what? I also worked at Gold Bond Stamp Company. I was back where we counted the stamps. They came oh. in from all over all over the United States of Texas, that type of thing, in big boxes. And we'd have to count them and watch them and look at them and, and, and actually count them. And then we came in, and they came, after they did that, they were in bundles. I'm talking about hay bundles. Yeah, right. This bundle went back into the back room, and a, a guy turned around, and he shredded them. And it was just something else, but yeah. the, some good memories. Of, so of let that. me see if I understand this. They let you count Yes, I counted, oh, yes. They, they no did. wonder they went out of business. Say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how about delivery of home milk that was placed at the doorstep in those yeah. insulated coolers uh, in our area, and our companies were like Cloverleaf and Ewald Brothers Dairy, 
And remember those glass bottles in milk for school as sure. well? Sure, right. Those were something. Outdoor games, including badminton, croquet, playing wiffle ball and dodgeball, bombardment. Remember, we always play bombardment. Yeah, I got hit a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Not the fastest guy in class, and they knew it. <laughs> and no tether. Then there was also a big one was tetherball. Yep. And no real video games back then. No. Yep. Nothing like getting hit in the face with that tetherball. I or, loved it. Or somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Uh, the stores were also closed on Sundays during that time. Yep. Hard to believe. Hey, our buddy Gary came up with a, a really good list that covers a lot of subjects. So here it goes. Walking to school. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ice skating and then hanging out in the warming shack after uh, after that. Mm-hmm. How about playing outside after dinner? Everybody did that, yep. yes. Kick the can, moonlight, sunlight, whatever it was called. Trick-or-treating without our parents going along, and we'd go to every house in the neighborhood. <laughs> we would. And my buddy Tim and I, one time we we did the whole neighborhood, came home, changed outfits, and went back and trick-or-treated again. And oh, different. of course you'd do that. Yeah, I know. And boy, did I have a stomachache. <laughs> and then what about this one? Butch haircuts and butch wax. I used to use that. Everybody, everybody, all the guys had right. butch haircuts. Everybody. And, and of course... How about now? I, I can't use it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd use. That. Well, I don't need anything. No, but let me guess. You probably have some butch wax sitting here. Oh, right. No, you well, have everything. No? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, girls, how about those poodle skirts, bobby socks, saddle shoes, and penny loafers? And everyone remembers those 45s, LPs, vinyl, stereo. And vinyl made up, made up, was big back then with uh, cassettes and everything else. And now those LPs and vinyl are coming back, aren't they, huh? They are. Yeah. yeah. A great artists like Elvis, Buddy Holly, and putting all the 45s one after another, Gary remembers. Gary also remembers his brother's paper route and keeping wonderful friends throughout life. See, I remember caddying at a local golf course waiting for hours for your number to be drawn it just had to be drawn and then you'd go out for four hours and you'd make a good in a good day you'd make anywhere between three dollars and 350 wow. for 18 holes what golf course were you at ah, golden valley okay golden valley Country Club. There sure. and that's where you'd meet a lot of your a lot of your friends yeah too, so. right so when i grew up in st louis park on texas avenue one of our neighbors sharon was kind enough to write in some really cool memories. So again, I'm going to go through them quickly, but the school dress codes, very strict. Girls had to wear a dress or skirt knee length. And in the winter, the girls would have to wear a pair of slacks under their skirt and hang them on the coat rack when they got to school. No jeans, no tennis shoes, t-shirts, and of course, no long hair for boys. No. And we didn't have preschool back then. And usually the first day of kindergarten, you had to bring your rug for nap time and a box of Kleenex. Uh, first grade, the teacher went door to door in the evenings, selling sets of World Book encyclopedias. You remember those? Oh, everybody Every, had to have. Everybody had those. Yeah. And in those days, everybody wanted them. And the problem was, could you afford the set of encyclopedias? But we had them. Yeah. And you know, we had mentioned party lines before, and Sharon said even in the '60s, in the suburbs. They still had them, and she remembered, you know, the phone numbers used to begin with West 8 or Liberty 5, 
And I can still remember uh, our phone number was West 85570. Yeah, and so, I remember ours was the Liberty 5. Yeah, there you go. So, And uh, another one, in the summertime, we, we were just told, you go out and play. And we'd put on summer plays, highlights, magazine, oh. play kick the can. Yeah. We'd even play school during the summer. I did not like that and one. And remember those highlights, magazine? Those yeah. were the things that everybody would read. Right. Sharon remembers making paper dolls, cutting out pictures out of the Montgomery Wards catalog. Wow. How about making tents, throwing blankets over the picnic table? And, you know, really it was all our imagination, whatever we had to do. The only thing, in summer you had to be home by five sharp for supper. If you're late, you had to do the dishes by yourself. But, of course... Not many dishwashers. (laughs) No, there were no. None of us even had a watch, and we didn't have a dishwasher either. So I don't know if we went by sundial or what we were doing, but mom said she didn't need one. Because we had the kids to do the dishes, so no need for a dishwasher. Um, also, of course, memories of the Kennedy assassination, how it was announced over the the PA at school. And I think we all remember that day where we were at that time. Absolutely. And, of course, other memories in the 60s. Yeah. Vietnam War, Kent State, anti-war protests, the hippies, and free love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say, Peggy remembers, this is a, a really cool thing. She remembers a Vietnam exchange student she had staying with her during our, I believe, senior year. She uh, was a memory of the Vietnam War, a huge part of our lives. Many of us would watch the bottom of our TV screen looking at draft numbers. And she's, she's saying, in our senior year, we hosted a foreign exchange student from Vietnam. That in itself was an education. Things were always stressful for her. Her father was a soldier in the army in Vietnam. There were many times her family didn't know where he was for months and or if he was still alive. As she was getting to leave the USA, one more call to her home and no answer. And still, no one there from her family or even knew if they were alive. So she left the USA with a bus full of foreign exchange students for a tour of some of the areas of interest. I wrote her several times, only returned letters. I hadn't heard from her in over a year, and finally, a letter. She didn't explain much except that they were all alive and she wished to return to the U.S. Nothing about her home or living arrangements. I suspect she might have been embarrassed, so one more of those casualties of war, I guess. No communication, sadly. Both and I don't know about each other's past. I'm sad. Huh. That's quite a letter. Well, yeah, and, and again, that's part of where when we grew up in the 60s. So thanks, Peg, for sharing that. Um, how about KTEL Records presents <laughs> The Sounds of the 60s, direct from KTEL. I know we all bought KTEL oh, Records well, at the course. time. How about Sock Hops in the Cafeteria? Live bands locally, Dave Brady's and the All-Stars, the Underbeats, the Dell Counts, the Castaways, Danny's Reasons, the Trashmen, and many more. We got to hear them all live, which is great. That's How about local dance places? Ryan's Bass Lake Ballroom, the Purple Barn, someplace else, just to name a few. Oh, yeah. Say, Dennis remembers numerous things that we can't repeat, some of them, but... One of the things that I think we can all relate to is the big decision on Saturday night. Is it a 20-roll TP night, a 50-roll TP night, 
or a 100-roll TP night? <laughs> well, <clears throat> you looked at the cashier's face in the supermarket when you checked out, and there was a full cart of TP. And <laughs> what fun we had. <laughs> we would TP a place, and one of our friends, I guess we did it, we TP'd his house, but we also found a wood pile. And we piled these long logs up in his trees, too. Oh, you guys are brutal. Oh, it, that was mean. It was fun. But but the part, we knew where they were that evening when we were doing it. And we'd go over to the house and talk to him a little bit. And then we'd go back and TP his other house. But he had this <laughs> big, furious dog. Oh, oh he yeah. was called Toby. He was a, he was a, a tough, tough dog, but... He never got us or anything. Nothing like getting caught, though. I no. mean, that, that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, how about going to the local 100 Twin Drive-In? Oh, We had four people in the trunk, and we forgot to hide everybody's pop and candy, so the attendant looks in and says, hmm, what's all the food for? <laughs> and, and then the drive-ins with those big metal speakers that you uh, put inside your car, and hopefully you didn't drive off with it still attached that happened once but uh mike had some good memories critter hunting at night on a major highway which was under construction the current 494 and which is a big main loop in the the twin cities how about having your first car accident with your dad's car which resulted in purchasing your own vehicle if you wanted to continue to drive. I wonder how many vehicles Mike actually purchased after oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably quite a few. Mm -hmm. And then the school uh, swim team, they had a lot of bus trips that tended to drive the, the coaches nuts. So. <laughs> Don remembers the VW Bug and Corvair. How about that? Oh, Corvair I thought was cool, too. Uh, sock hops, color TV, Super Bowl, Neil Armstrong's Walking on the Moon. That's another one where we all knew where we were uh, as well. He remembers miniskirts, the Vietnam War, lottery numbers. Everybody remembered, what lottery number are you? And it was interesting, Craig, one of my granddaughters had come up to me and said, what, what is a lottery number? What is a draft? A lot of oh, the boy. next people don't realize yeah, what right. a lottery number and a draft is. Mine was 295. What was yours? Mine was... Uh, Two nine. Yours was not. Was yeah, two ninety five. Mine was two ninety six. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is something. We Are you didn't serious? Know. I'm I didn't serious. Know I'm serious. How about that? Wow. He also remembers James Bond movies. The movie The Graduate. And that'll be another podcast for all the movies we have too. Uh, he loves saying groovy, groovy. far out, <laughs> and many more. How about eight track tapes? Remember those? I bet you got some still here uh, in your closet. I right? do. Well, I do have one. I knew it. I didn't get rid of that yet, but I might. You know, it's worth money, though, too. Oh, I know. Hey, hey I got it. TV shows like Laugh-In and Batman and, and the Peace Symbol. Fun times after sporting events or activities at Bridgman's or your favorite pizza place or A&W drive-ins. Remember the girls with the roller skates? Oh, serving? yeah. How would they do that? I, I don't know. I Honestly, I, certainly I don't know. Of course, Porky's drive-ins, too, was another one. Uh, Ron has memories of opening a can with a key. You know those tuna cans? Oh, sure. He yeah. also has sent photos of what would be today's really hot grandmas from the 60s. And now most of us guys are married to them. They're still hot. <laughs> Play toys uh, were harmless hand grenades in which actually were pine cones. Remember those? I, 
Yes. I, I did love that. Yeah. We we lived near a swamp. We'll get into more swamp stories. What and we could get we could get cattails and get in cattail fights. We used them like swords. The only thing about that is we would end up with a mouthful of cattails. Joan loved our podcast. She was smiling all the way through it. Growing up in New York, her personal experiences were identical to ours. She loved the slinky and the magic ball. Uh, And that's a neat thing, having that come from somebody that grew up in an entirely different part of the country and same memories, same cool stuff. Uh, Hey, another memory would be uh, going to the library and looking up books with index in the index card system. Yeah, the Dewey Decimal system. Yes, that's right. Okay, how about this one? Now, this is an interesting story about the song You Can't Always Get What You Want by Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. There's a, there was a very popular amusement park in Excelsior, and it, there was Big Reggie's Dance Land. So the Rolling Stones were playing there in 64, and that's when Mick Jagger wrote, You Can't Always Get What You Want. After going to the Excelsior Corner Drugstore, the guy in front of him, in front of Mick Jagger, asked for a cherry Coke, but they didn't have the syrup. So he, Jimmy, the hit maker, turned around and said to Mick Jagger, well, you can't always get what you want. So it makes a great story. And I looked it up on the Internet, and supposedly it did take place. So a little bit of history right here in the 60s and in Minneapolis. And, you know, I talked to my daughter-in-law just the other day, and, she, of course, that's the one that goes to all the Stones concerts. Oh, yeah. And they even brought that up at the Stones concert. They did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's really neat. How about this memory? Swimming at the lakes every summer. Cedar Lake and all of those. Lake Independence. Yeah. They're just a number. Everybody did that. And we've talked about this before, but radio stations, mostly AM at the time, locally, and it was the two big ones, WDGY and KDWB. TV shows with Sky King and Penny and the songbird playing, Nellie Bell with the Jeep. Uh, that was with um, Roy Rogers, if you remember. And very best cartoons ever seen. And the Beatles' first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. Oh. And next day, it was the front page of the paper all over the place, the United States wide. Oh, and, you know, people can remember, even in other, other uh, states, the Dayton's Auditorium from the 8th floor uh, where they played, where the Yardbirds played, Eric Clampton, uh, Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck. Christmas at Dayton's, the window displays, and oh, displays upstairs. Yep. Uh, I miss that. Uh, the memory of the first McDonald's in town with 15-cent hamburgers. The slogans, 45 cents for a three-course meal. Sounds to me <laughs> like that's a steal. Converse all-star high-top tennis shoes and the regular canvas tennis shoes. Um, the low ones as well, for both boys and girls at that time, too. Yep. Hey, Dave has a memory, of course, of the wonderful selection of cars that we all drove or had friends that drove in the 60s. But what we're going to do is do a special podcast in the future all about cars. So hang on there, Dave. It's coming. And keep sending that stuff in, Dave. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do that. So, okay, how about grocery stores? Locally owned, love this one, Red Owl, Piggly Wiggly, Apple Bombs, Country Club Markets, Penny's Markets. 
the beginning of Cub Foods, drug stores under Snyder's Drug, Home of the Supervi, Snyder Brothers, and so many more. There, there's so many great memories um, and the family atmosphere of the grocery stores at that time and experiences. We've had some, some people have uh, written in about their experiences with a job at at the Red yeah, right. stores or country stores. Checkout, country, right? Yeah, yeah. And what about you? You worked for marketing, and which ones were the... Uh, for Red Owl. Red yeah. Owl, a classic, and it was like a home atmosphere. The The president, if you celebrated a birthday, you'd sometimes go down to the president's office, and he'd just congratulate you. And it was just a real family, family atmosphere, yep. everybody. So Okay, another TV show memory. My friend Flicka oh, about great. a horse. <laughs> and I think we touched a little bit on it Saturday night, all-star wrestling. <laughs> Everybody was around the TV, and usually there was all sorts of matches going on at the house along with on the TV. Well, so. not only that, this came from Sharon. Yeah. Who, they laid out the blanket on there, and the girls would wrestle as well. There, those were tough girls back there on <laughs> Texas Avenue. In St. Louis Park, I'll tell you that right now. How about Romper Room? Oh, great. It was really kind of the first interactive show at that time. And you'd get a piece of paper on the screen and draw on it. And Miss Nancy was a teacher, actually considered, I guess, preschool of the 60s. The Jack in the Box theme that started the show. And then Miss Nancy would also say, Romper Stomper, (laughs) Stomper Blue, Tell Me. Tell me, tell me, do. Tell me, did my friends at home have fun at play? So, and then at the beginning of the show, she had her magic mirror and would say, I see Craig, I see Sharon, I see Tom and Diane, etc. So, you gotta love Romper Room. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, another one that I can remember so well the parents of that decade loved to party. They had 500 clubs, they had card clubs. Uh, Halloween parties, uh, and as we mentioned before, no one had locked the doors or even knew where the keys were at that time. Hey, remember, uh, Craig, the Arthur Murray dance lessons that was around advertised yeah. on TV? Right, and uh, funny thing, I, I tried to go to one and they kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> with, so, it, with the two left feet? Or yeah, what? that's oh, that's me. I, I see. And one other thing that Sharon reminded is, is the... Really, the 60s were the best time to grow up. And it, the childhood, it was very simple, yet we had some modern conveniences that we wouldn't trade for anything. Nice. So, Tom, here we are. It's been a lot of fun doing these first episodes of our podcast. And we want everyone to feel free to give us a rating. How have you enjoyed these times? And we're going to be taking a few months off now. But we will return from our memories of the 60s, living in the 60s. Yeah, right, Craig. And we do want to ask our listeners to send in suggestions over the next few months, memories and subjects of podcasts you'd like to hear, uh, maybe some uh, remembrances of teachers and special people in their lives that really have affected it, uh, their lives in the 60s. And be sure that if you missed any of the previous podcasts, it's time to catch up on them and make sure that you... Uh, You do that. So, as Letterman would say, see you in September or October. Hang loose. Stay cool. And peace Peace out. out.